3: Welcome back, Redheads, to another episode of the Redheads Book Club post-maternity leave. We are back together, about to recap our book of the last two months. And unfortunately, you know, I hate to start on a negative note. Let's not talk about the book yet, okay? (laughs) Let's start with the girlies. How is everyone doing? Snitch, let's start with you. I feel like we should start with you. Okay, thanks. I just how are
0: you doing, (laughs) madam
1: mama? Anything new recently?
3: Yeah, no, I've had like a few like small changes in my life. I'm doing really good and as far as like how reading plays into being a new mom, I've actually found a lot of time to read like when I get nap trapped and Harry falls asleep on me. Reading is the perfect thing. So I'm actually really excited cuz I feel like I'll be able to read more. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I was, but I thought I would never read again. So I'm glad. My issue now is that I'm reading books that are garbage. I'm on a garbage streak, not just this book. I'm <laughs> on a garbage streak and so I need premium book recommendations. So I'm just going to like put that out into the world. Please share those with me. But other than that, I'm really, really good. I'm excited to get back into the swing of things. I missed you guys, and I missed the redheads. And you know, I don't think we're ever going to be as united as we are in this episode. I also, I'm so excited that you can like breathe again. Oh my right. god! Right, yeah. that was really crazy. Do you, like... that, was... <laughs> that was literally crazy. couldn't
0: breathe. It was like, yeah. so sad. We like all realized it at the same moment when you were literally gasping for air, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, our nine month." pregnant friend is on her last breath
3: yeah no I'm glad I can breathe again too that I can fulfill my hosting duties because there's so much to say um and I just I really missed you guys I'm sure I'll share tidbits uh throughout the episode also I always share on the toast you know my journey and my experience and if you want an even more personalized experience it's all available at the morning toast patreon um I don't want to cross my wires too much here but yeah I've been sharing everywhere. So. Check that out. Now, how are my ladies doing? Snitch, let's start with you since you so graciously threw back to me.
2: Oh, yes. I'm good. I, you know, no, no, you know, life changes, but life is
3: good. Snitch is in her season, and that's really all that we can ask for. Snitch is in her season. You've done a lot in the last two months. I guess my last two months have been, you know, hunkered down in the home chained to breastfeeding but you've been like out and about influencing trips this cabo this that the next so yeah
2: no I've just been you know really embracing the um life that I have here in New York and yeah it's been really fun I can't complain
3: that's so sweet Bex how about you you just celebrated a birthday I certainly
0: did. I guess this is time to announce that I turned thirty, which is tragic and beautiful all at once. I honestly feel fine about thirty. I feel like everyone like is like oh my goodness, middle aged, but I'm feeling great. I'm delighted and and just like the happiest. I honestly feel like the happiest I've ever been. You guys, That's I have a so thriving, cute. a thriving book club, yes. a book club podcast, and like everything is delightful. Um, you went to Brazil. I, I went to Belize. Thank you. <laughs> Same thing. I went, in to January. That, I went to another country that started with a B in February. So thank you both for staying so close to detail and half listening. They are truly honestly. I was telling I was telling people that Belize was in South America for quite a, lo- a long time, and Evan, my boyfriend, was like, um, "Central America. You need to stop telling people that." Goodbye. I was yeah, like, okay, honestly, I, I thought I, it was South America too. No, like we're all like losing our minds all at the same time. (laughs) But everything's great. I'm just so happy, Jax, to hear that like reading has continued to be a core of your routine because a part of me was so terrified. I was like, what if Jax just like simply doesn't have the time or space in this new world for the Redheads Book Club? But TRBC prevails
3: trbc prevails i was worried that like my reading streak would be over like i knew that i could you know probably muster up one book a month even if i had to read it over the course of a month like i could do the book club but i i thought that you know i would be done like reading back to back and i just can't even imagine how enjoyable it's going to be to read you know good books at this junction in my life but it's also hard, hopefully. like, choosing, hopefully, it's hard choosing, like, context, I don't want anything, like, too serious, and I do really love historical fiction, but I won't read anything with, like, a war vibe, uh, so it's got to be kind of light and airy, but then you you venture into, like, mindless garbage nonsense, which is where I'm at right now in the book that I'm currently reading, which I'll share later in the show. Now, public enemy number one, Dana Holtzberg, how are you? <laughs>
1: Guys, I'm so overjoyed to be back together even during these tense times. Um I'm still like reeling from the fact that a full-blown child emerged from Jackie this past month. Like not really over that yet. <laughs> and as for big events, um it was April Fools' Day recently, my favorite holiday. Yes. And I wouldn't it wouldn't be a holiday if I didn't you know, prank my redheads. I updated mm-hmm. the Wikipedia page for book club to include our little gang, and it might still be on there. I don't know if the uh, editors came by yet to correct it. But Jackie,
3: you should I, post it on
1: the redheads. I heads. should only snitch, believe asking- me.
3: People who know Dana and have been on, like, the Dana journey know that she is, like, the queen of April Fool's. She does – she pulls a prank every single year. Sometimes it totally hits. Sometimes it misses. And at this point, like, we know that it's April 1st. Like, check your text from Dana. But Dana cast a wider net this year, and she tried to prank the redheads. And she got Snitch so good. She sent a screenshot of the Wikipedia page. (laughs) She was like, everyone's been texting me. Like, we're on the Wikipedia page for Book Club. And Snitch was like, oh, my God, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was also like oh it was
2: before i like it was right when i woke up so it was like before um yep i like that's when she does yeah, stuff and like that's when she yeah like april for five i realized it was april fools
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's the day so that, that it never actually, crossed my mind i was anxious because i had set my alarm like later that day because i wanted to sleep in but i was like oh my god <laughs> if i sleep in too much like everyone's gonna know it's april fool's day <laughs>
0: Oh my god! No, the thing that got me—I mean, first of all, I knew that it was coming because it's you, but also saying, "You guys, everyone's been texting me nonstop <laughs> about the the book club description in Wikipedia," and I was like, "Red flag, red flag." No one
1: cares, as if everyone's <laughs> constantly Wikipediaing the term book club, <laughs> right? To see
3: if we've made it. But you got the snitch. Got, yeah, got did get the me. Snitch.
1: It was you worth got it. The snitch. It's all that mattered.
3: And how is everything else in your personal life? The same,
1: all good, no complaints over here.
3: Good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling stable because this is about to be a bloodbath.
1: (laughs) I'm about to rock your world. Bring it, bring it. I'm ready.
3: And actually, I'm excited because not wanting to talk about and like recap this book in the way that we do has actually inspired me to add another segment to this show called book news where we there's been some like big book news that we need to talk about as the book girlies the first thing being the trailer for where the crawdad sang dropped I know three out of four of us have read it. Snitch, you didn't read it, right? No. Because oh, everyone told, t- told me that I, w- everyone told me I wouldn't like I, it. She might not like it, but Taylor Swift wrote the song for the movie, so it I is know. pertinent to your situation. And honestly, the trailer looks so good, and it looks like exactly in my head what was going on when I read the book. Like I think it's going to be a perfect mirror image. Maybe I'll read it. Be- should I read it before or after? Yes. Yeah, read before. it, Snitch. It's so good. it's so good and I'm really glad that the trailer like lives up and I when I read the book I didn't imagine Daisy Edgar Jones as Kaya but now I see it I
0: see it it works
3: it works and then the other piece of book news is that the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is going to be made into a movie over at Netflix which is just going to be so premium because it's the best fucking book of all time like the more bad books I read the more I appreciate Evelyn Hugo And there is a rumor swirling around that Anya Taylor Joy is going to play Evelyn. And I have a hot take, but like, I'm not completely here for that choice.
0: I picture Evelyn as like more voluptuous.
3: Mhm. And I love fair. Anya Taylor-Joy like I would put her in everything starting with The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm-hmm. But I always had in my head as, like Asa Gonzalez for Evelyn Hugo. and I just want to put that out into the universe in case they're still casting and looking for influential reader I heard opinions. That it's by no means confirmed. It's
2: just swirling
3: no but now that it's swirling like i hope it swirls up that like we weren't here for the anya
2: yeah call. yeah, yeah. that people are like no 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 no, no, and then they like retract maybe yeah, they that did that on purpose top. maybe they did that on purpose to like yeah. you know they leaked it to see what people's reaction
3: was yeah so i just want to put asa gonzalez out there i think that like that's a match
0: i see that too
3: okay so i guess you know i tried to delay long enough um i guess it's time <laughs> to talk about this book I really
0: like that new segment, Jack. Right?
3: Because I just felt like there was so much book news, and everyone always, like, tags me in it and, like, wants to get our thoughts. So let's share our thoughts when there's pertinent book news.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful.
3: Now, our book this month was Our Country Friends by Gary Steingart. It was a Danish choice, and unfortunately, Danish streak has come to an end, a roaring end, and in a very big, utterly catastrophic way. Um... As all I'll good do a, things do. All good things. Yep. I'll do a quick synopsis of the book and then we can discuss our thoughts. But the book is about eight big losers who go upstate <laughs> to <laughs> quarantine together during the beginning of the pandemic. Now, each character is loserier than the next. Um, we have two. So I'll, I'll, I'll set the scene, even though nobody wants to go back down this road. But, but here we go. We have Sasha, who is, um, you know, a writer and a professor and a, like, wannabe TV producer adaptations of his books. And his wife, Masha, they own, like, a little property with a bunch of houses in upstate New York. And they have a daughter named Natasha, who loves BTS and just seems like a very anxious but precocious camper. Then we have Sasha's friends who are joining him in the beginning of the pandemic to, like, isolate outside of the city First, we have Ed, who's just like an international man of mystery, I would say. You know, never tied down to one place or one person. We have Karen, who is the inventor of an app called True Emotions that makes no fucking sense. Like the app, you take a picture with someone and it shows you how much you love them, and then you can't stop loving them, and then you give everyone COVID because you love them, question mark. Um, but Karen seems like, a, you know, a cutie enough, but she's like, Feeling unfulfilled in her life. Then there's Vinod who is also Sasha's friend from high school and he is in love with Karen. He also just recovered from lung cancer so he has half of a lung. And he's just a sweetie and just like Pijam wanting to be with Karen but knowing that she doesn't love him. Then we have Dee, who's a little bit of a southern belle. She's a writer and she was Sasha's former student. Weird that she'd be quarantining at her professor's house. Um, (laughs) Red flag, red flag, red flag. And then there is the actor who we find out at the end of the book. His name is Joel, but he's like, you know, the greatest actor of our time. And he's quarantining with these losers upstate uh, because Sasha wants to make a TV show with him. Now I think that's the cast of characters and so they're there for what felt like months but then they keep saying weeks and people fall in love, people fall out of love, they're incredibly like boring and just like hanging around. Then eventually the actor leaves and comes back and when he comes back he brings COVID with him and he gives it to Karen who gives it to Vinod who is um, immunocompromised And Vina dies in the end, so that's the book. I think. I think I summed it up. Dana, did I miss anything?
1: No, no, it was very objective.
3: (laughs) Um, I think we missed
0: the the small detail at the end where, um, Masha and Sasha like sign over their daughter to Karen. Their daughter and and their house should become co parents, and their house, and then the. And then Karen and Masha become co-parents of their daughter so Sasha can continue writing, (laughs) even though I didn't know that you could do both, be a father and write a book. You just had to excuse yourself from one of the obligations.
3: Because that's the other thing. Natasha, the daughter, really bonds with Karen during the quarantine because Natasha loves BTS and Karen is Korean and so she's teaching her all of these different things. And they just have, like, a really sweet relationship. So... It made sense that Masha would hand her over at the end
1: of the book. When you put Show. it that way.
3: <laughs> okay. So let's get into the our thoughts on the book. Um, let's start on a positive note. Dana, let's start with you since you chose the book also.
1: Okay. You know what, guys? I wanted to dislike it. Like, I wanted to join with the cyber bullies. I wanted to get in on the backlash and, like, have this be a cohesive episode where we just bashed the book. But, like, the truth is I actually genuinely liked it. And
3: I know that... You're, fucking You're a fucking lying. liar. I'm not don't, lying. I don't think she would lie. I'm honestly, I'm not lying. like...
1: No, I don't think she's lying. I don't, I don't
3: think you would lie. But now I'm looking at you differently.
1: I wanted to not like it. Like, I seriously was, like, excited to bash it. But... I don't know it had the ingredients I like in a book character development relationship evolution I thought it was so well written it was boring it was flawed there was nothing exciting that happened but I kind of liked it like it was representative of how the pandemic really felt to me at that time which was so dragged out so long not knowing which day was which like not being able to keep track of anything and no it wasn't awesome to revisit that little piece of PTSD that we all have from March 2020 but like ultimately i thought it was funny i thought it was sad i thought there was a spectrum of emotions involved courtesy of the great writing that equaled to me a pretty good book
3: damn i mean like i when going into this book like we knew it was about like march 2020 a bunch of people are going to quarantine together and i felt like from there it would be like more of like a thriller mystery who done it sort of thing not like a expansive character development sort of thing and I think what was really frustrating is the book was written from like a perch of the future because they would be like the narrator would be like what happened next you know they could never expect and I felt like with all of the COVID stuff like even though we're in the future and you're writing it with hindsight like there was no commentary on how silly so much of the stuff was. Like first of all, Masha becomes like this authoritarian figure in the house, like trying to get everyone to like distance and and do this and that, but she's literally sleeping next to a man with a cough and doesn't think for a second like go in the other room, you know?
1: And giving Angela in the shower. When,
3: Car- <laughs> when Karen and Natasha are going for a walk upstate, no one's around them and they're wearing masks. Like, do you want to comment on the silliness or not the Thought the exact same thing, but and see, tr- at the time, yes, everyone like... was doing that. Yes, but like there was no commentary on like how you people lost their minds. Yeah, 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 and but that like, was frustrating to like relive it, but without like the benefit of hindsight that we have now.
1: But I think that's how people still feel now. Like they're still losing their minds. They're still inconsistent. They're still illogical. Like people are engaging in those same behaviors as they were before we knew anything. So it almost shows you how. Not far we've come from having zero information to way more information, and we're all still wearing masks.
3: I agree with that, <laughs> but I don't want to read about those people who have information and choose no. not to use it. You guys,
2: I didn't know that this was about the pandemic until obviously <laughs> I started and like I texted you bitches and I was like, "Is this fucking book about the pandemic?" Like, honestly, the second you saw that, Dana, you should have been like immediately now, like this is, is not my choice. Is this? Not only that
0: when we say you don't judge a book by its cover you should have absolutely judged a book by its cover did you see the cover of this book it looked like it was like art from
3: 1980 yeah oh okay oh I kind of like the blue I'm gonna fess up I I, everyone runs their choices by me I thought it was a cute choice I liked the cover I judged the book by the cover and the title and the glass of wine on it country I was like okay it says it's a masterpiece okay also you know I trust Dana's choices and I did the read the description and I thought it was like I thought the pandemic was just gonna be like a reason for all these people to be in a house together and then like the house was gonna pop off
0: you know (laughs) yeah and it did (sighs) in the form of someone dying someone losing their mind when I
3: realized that the book was like venturing towards someone dying of COVID like I, I, I couldn't have imagined it got any worse, and it did. And then also, like, living through the fever dream of, like, his death, that was painful.
1: But Can I give you my thoughts?
3: Yes. Please. Oh, yes. Rebecca, what did you think about this
0: book? Okay, I have two sets of thoughts and feelings. The first, allow me to read the audience the notes that I took whilst reading. Please do. I have so many questions. Who was cooking for all these people, all these meals? Who was doing the laundry? (laughs) That shower situation was unbearable. Who was paying for groceries? Sasha is poor. Sasha was
3: paying for groceries and like he was in debt and then eventually had to, to go to Ed and like ask for a loan.
0: But I'm sorry, have these people lost all sense of decorum? They go and inhabit someone's home for months on end and never once offer to pay for groceries or rotate chores or rotate cooking obligations it was mind-boggling and also like Sasha is so clearly unwell no one at any point thought hey like let me pay for effing groceries it was just so crazy to me these people have their heads so far up their assholes
3: yeah but I think Sasha was like the kind of guy who wants everyone to like think that he's like this big macher and he would never like he wanted to like put out this front like I'm taking care of you I'm the host this and that and he seems like the type of person that like if you offered to pay for something like he wouldn't allow it even though like he was going into credit card debt like trying to pay for it. I actually, it was so crazy. I love
1: the scene when uh Sasha and Ed he finally asked him for money and it was hard for him and he was embarrassed and Ed was like kind of gleeful that he was put in a position to be of power and said yes why didn't you ask sooner we've been here forever and Sasha was like i didn't think i had to and also you never offered and i like loved that line it's like you never fucking offered (laughs) and it's also crazy it's
0: like
3: it went from like i could use help with the groceries too can i have ten thousand dollars yes hundred percent
0: i hate Um, what happens my notes also continue this way the abrupt hand job one day in between masha and the actor are we kidding why was no one addressing sasha's very obvious illness what the (laughs) fuck is this app i don't understand you can judge a book by its cover do any of these people have jobs? The oh confusing... I had that question too. Also the confusing writing style of like the author would lead into what you thought was a hypothetical situation and I could never tell if it was hypothetical like when when Vinod and Karen had their first like love moment, I couldn't tell if like, Karen or Vinod whoever it was was really high because like they talked about how they smoked hot yeah. and like yeah. then it like happened I couldn't tell if it was like her high imagination going crazy and like it was just like a hypothetical unfolding and then she snapped into reality but as I was reading I was like wait is this real and that happened to me so many times throughout the story that I couldn't tell if it was real and then at the end when it was Vinod's fever dream and he was dying again I was like is this fucking real is he dying is he alive I don't know what's going on it was just confusing right and then at the end like he sees that
3: Sasha and Karen banging and it's like is that what happened at that party in the 90s because earlier in the book he said like when he thought about that party like he kind of got a pit in his stomach and he couldn't remember why but I think you would remember if your two best friends were fucking
1: yeah no no I that Dana, part would
3: you like to shed some light on I the think situation I think
1: it's supposed to be like we don't know if it was just a fever dream that Ooh. was like sparked by a subconscious pit that he couldn't even place when he was looking at the picture of why he felt so weird or if like it didn't happen and he was construing it all that part was the only I in my opinion thread that was left unsaid like that was the only question mark I had besides what the fuck the true emotions app did.
0: <laughs> right that was so so much. Yeah, that, that like was confusing. the entire like multiple people's lives fell apart because of this app. A, a picture was taken, and you're in love.
3: Yeah, it's just like a leap of faith, you know, to to operate under the guise that like that is something that that could happen, and he could be so in love and like not be
1: able to function. It kind of have did. to go live in an abandoned camp. It reminded me, Jackie, of the unfortunate importance of beauty a little bit. That app.
3: I guess so, but like that was a magical realistic book, and this was supposed to be, you know, Tchaikovsky yeah. or whatever, <laughs> Chekhov. Snitch, what did you think about the book? We know you loved it so much. You
2: guys, I hated this book so fucking much. Like, <laughs> Ghosts of Gotham was the best book I've ever read in comparison. <laughs> Ay, like I can't bring even, us back to Ghosts of Gotham. Even begin to tell you, like my distaste with this novel which I wouldn't even call a novel um also I don't even know what happened like if anything happened like I literally (laughs) like I would like listen to it and read and I wouldn't even try and internalize what the fuck was going on because I so didn't care um (laughs) so I think that about sums up how I felt about this book And then also there was just like random sex scenes, like all of a sudden I would be like listening on Audible. And then it was like he was inside of her and I was like, wait, who and why? Like, (laughs) I'm so confused.
3: You're like, back it up. This is the part that I'm here for. It's now a snitch's choice. Yeah, I was like, oh. It was wrong." Let me go back 30 (laughs) seconds. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But it was like not cute. Like, I don't know. Everyone, I guess, fell in love. And it's funny. The description of the book is like eight people, four romances, six months and it's like romances. I didn't even realize that yeah, I guess people linked up, but I didn't even think of like that's how it happened. It was so not romantic. Also, weren't half of them like affairs? Yeah. So okay, these are the one. the links. We had obviously Vinod and Karen, Ed and D, D and the actor, and the actor and Masha. I mean Sasha really got screwed because he didn't <laughs> get screwed. Yeah.
0: Also, the actor just abruptly being like, "Oh yeah, me and D are gonna move into your house, and you and your wife and child are gonna move out of your house, even though you've been hosting us for months on end, feeding us, doing our laundry, doing our tours, and just making us continue to live." No, that's so. And, and then, like, and then you're gonna move into the guest house. He
3: leaves, and like that's an in- that's insane behavior. Like, if anybody were to do that, like I would never look at them the same again. So, but he leaves, whatever, and they like treat D like it's fine. Also, like. Ed was clearly Dee's second choice. Like, both of them loved her, and she chose the actor. Then she got canceled. Then he left. And all of a sudden, she loved Ed all along. Like, is it's a joke. Which, by the way,
0: I don't blame her for choosing the actor. Like, obviously.
3: Yeah, but That's I'm glad that, like, fuck. <laughs> I'm glad her and Ed were OTP, but, like, how are we just going to skip over the fact that she didn't choose him when she had a choice? And then they
1: were rewriting history. They're like, we're pretty sure D was in love with Ed the entire time.
3: Like, what are sure. these, these people are like? I'm just, I, I can't relate to anyone or anything. It's just like not real. It's not real. <laughs> I like, agree. It's
2: not real. But yeah. these people didn't act like genuine human beings with a brain and like, lo- like logistics. Not logistics. They They're just not all- logic.
0: Yeah, I think, like, they all were just so, like, self-absorbed and, like, like had their heads so far up their asses that, like, they just didn't know how to function. And then, like, all of them together being that same personality type. And I feel like they thought that they were, like, such individual artists. But really, like, a bunch of those people together are just painful. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm overgeneralizing, but it was painful. No, they were like, not that d's fabulous. D's, like... No. And, like big proclamation of like the wealth gap in America and going around and saying everyone's like net worth around the table. It, I'm sorry. Like go
1: the fuck away. Shut yeah. the fuck up. It yeah. no, each... was funny when she like, I think D is trying to justify all of her actions by pretending she's poor, but that's actually a lot of money for a 30 year old D. <laughs> no, yeah. like each character like thought they were doing something. And then the book
3: also thought like it was doing something and it was just doing nothing. and before we get into the book I would just say that my thoughts and it's it's so hard because even when I'm reading a book and it makes me so angry like I hate to be such a negative Nancy because like someone spent their time writing this and that's worth something but I don't feel bad because like this book is a New York Times bestseller like it's you know a masterpiece it's critically acclaimed so like if the redheads didn't like it like they can withstand a little a little hate Mm -hmm. um and I just I really hated everything about it every from soup to nuts like it just kept getting and I was really optimistic in the beginning and I try to be very impartial on this show too like I'm always in between Dana and Snitch I'm never I'm always riding the middle but I just can't I really I hated I hated it so much it just it was not enjoyable even though this I mean I already at the outset like It was starting at a loss because it was like so pandemic heavy, but I still kept an open mind because I I said to myself, like, you knew it was going to be like that and you said it was okay because I am still waiting for like the book or the movie or the show that sums up the pandemic, you know, and I'm realizing this is now the second book that I've read about COVID. I don't know which one is worse. Wish You Were Here by Jodi Pickholt or this one. Probably, mm, it's so hard they were both so (laughs) bad they were both the worst books I've ever read and I don't want to tell my rating but they both got similar ratings for me a rating I've never given before so maybe just like the book on the pandemic doesn't shouldn't exist you know
2: Mm -hmm. unless it's like a textbook
0: (laughs) yeah I think we're all just too triggered by the content like it's just too fresh for us yeah.
2: Also like there you don't need to be writing about the pandemic like we're still I think we're still technically in one. Like can you like give us like 10 years or something? Like
0: it's No, but just then not once the we're
2: time. out of it, like I don't want to go back. So That's fair. That's fair.
0: Okay, Dina. One thing I will say is like it did. I didn't hate picking it up, which is so weird. Like I didn't dread picking it up, but I just hated the the people so much. But I was, like, sort of comforted by, like, the country surroundings. Yeah. And maybe because I spent the pandemic, for the most part, outside of the city and surrounded by nature that I felt a kindred connection there. But that was something bizarre that like I didn't hate picking it up but I did hate what was inside
3: I agree with you completely I didn't hate picking it up maybe because I knew I had to read it for the redhead so it's not like I'm I can dread it or, or decide not to pick it up but like when I I was it was also nice to just be like in a book you know yeah so I was I, in but the book you could have been in a good book I know someone send me one please like I'm struggling I'm really struggling okay you know what we've been doing this episode for 30 minutes and we haven't even gotten into the dbqs so now it is time for the dbqs this book does get an extra point because it came with a book club guide with questions character intros drink recipes you know a recipe for a metze platter so that does earn points in my column and before we get into they knew DBQs, they had to make up for something they knew that they did Before we get into the DBQs, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Function of Beauty. As a bunch of girly girls who love hair care, Function of Beauty is essential for all of us. We love Function of Beauty because it's Fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. So there's no reason all of us should be using the exact same shampoo because we don't have the exact same hair. Here's how it works. You take a hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. They also ask you such in-depth Questions like what sort of environment you live in, you know, if you're in a city, so they can get a sense of, you know, what's polluting your hair every day. They ask if your hair gets frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer. Function formulas are meant to be changed when your needs change. Next, you choose your color and fragrance, or you can go dye and fragrance free in your bottle. And then you get a freshly filmed formula delivered straight to your door. And you can prepare for good hair days ahead. Also, it's just like so aesthetically pleasing, especially if you have like a color palette in your bathroom. You can choose bottles that match that. My bathroom has a lot of blue accents, so I have blue Function of Beauty bottles, and it just looks so good. They're also like big jugs, and I use a lot of shampoo and conditioner, so they last really long, and they just and they look really pretty. Usually, jugs don't look pretty. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Yeah, treat yourself to a little self-care after having read this book. Now, DBQs. <laughs> First question I guess this is for Dana how did you come to our country friends what was your overall impression of the story the writing the style if you have read Gary Steingart before how does this novel compare to his others how is it different now we've touched on most of those questions except for Dana have you read Gary Steingart before
1: I did I have to say his book Lake Success was one of my favorites ever I know I've lost all credibility so like don't read it (laughs) because I don't want you guys to hate it but it was Way better than this one and just like a solid book. And his other book that I read was um, Super Sad True Love Story. And that was out there and I didn't really like it that much. So definitely don't read that one. Okay, so and I guess
3: that makes more sense as to why you chose this book. If you had like one that you loved by the author, one that you liked. That's why I'm reading this book right now by an author who I read before. And so I just assumed it was going to be good and I assumed wrong. And so I'm glad you at least read some of his other better books. But would you say that this was... As good as Lake Success because you liked this
1: book. No, it wasn't as good as Lake Success. I solely chose this book because of how much I loved Lake Success.
0: Okay. Okay. That is insightful.
1: It's it's forgivable. Thank it you. It is. Thank you.
3: Next question. The catalyst for the story is the pandemic. What was your experience when a huge swath of the nation went into lockdown? If you created a pod with neighbors and or extended family or friends, were there any particularly charged dynamics at play?
0: Honestly, yes. I lived with my sister, her husband, and my nephew during the pandemic and a man who is now my (laughs) ex-boyfriend because of the pandemic. And there were incredibly charged dynamics at play. We literally all hated each other so (laughs) fucking much, except for me and Liam, my nephew. We were honestly, like, better than anyone else. But, like, the cooking, honestly, the cleaning, like, it all really comes into play. But I don't think at any point – we became as loco hot cocoa as the people in this colony. Yeah, but I feel like they
3: never really turned on each other in like that cabin fever sort of way. Like they just like showed up crazy and then continued to behave that way. But I would feel like, first of all, these were all annoying characters who had offended like done like some bad shit to each other like Sasha you know telling Vinod that his book was not good and then burying it literally is probably like one of the worst things a person could do especially knowing how the book ends and like Vinod never get to like have his glory like that's friendship ending for me so not only like did those things not affect their friendships but also like the the small menial things of living with people like didn't get under their skin either and that's just not relatable that's not real life
0: There was a time where uh, Karen told Masha that
1: she wasn't a real mother.
3: Right. I guess, like, things got heated. That fight
1: was crazy. Yeah, when Masha lost her mind on them about Vinod getting COVID. And I thought Sasha's opinion was, like, correct. He's like, why is she freaking out? This is unprecedented times. This is, like, unintentional. It's not really our faults." yeah but again it's like they were all being like so
3: covid crazy stupid the whole time but someone shows up to the colony with covid and you're gonna go in there and talk to him just wearing a mask and opening the windows and hoping for the best like why don't you let him finish out his quarantine like facetime him and, and help him get off of true emotions like so silly stupid like here's covid at your front door and like now you're gonna act stupid
0: also why did the actor insist on being such a freak when he was describing getting COVID and calling it like a secret sauce or something? A secret
3: sharer.
1: What the? Why? No, honestly, why? Like, can someone explain that to me? Dana? I think that wasn't the actor describing it that way. I think that was like the omniscient narrator setting the stage as he did frequently throughout the book where he was like, and right when you think things are going well, something bad's about to happen. I think that was him injecting like, and when, even though the actor didn't know it yet, like it was crawling through his body at rapid speeds. I think that was supposed to be like removed. Hmm. But who knows? (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, I still don't understand the secret sharer element. It could still be COVID crawling through his body, and it doesn't have to be named the secret sharer.
3: Agreed. 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 Next question. The milieu of the novel is Chekhovian.
1: Chekhovian. What?
3: Dana, explain that. What's milieu? Explain
1: explain yourself, Dana. A group of family and friends at a country estate. (laughs) That's
3: what milieu is? (laughs) There's a word for literally that.
2: Oh no! No, that's no. Not what milieu I was I was is.
1: finishing the col oh. the colon definition in the study guide. Milieu is like a social environment,
3: a person's social environment. Yes, okay. That's How do you a good- spell that? I like M I L I E U. That's a good word.
2: I, that's a good word. I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: incorporate that into my vocabulary. The, the milieu of the novel is Chekhovian, a group of family and friends at a country estate. Which characters resonated most with you, and why?
2: Honestly. Nat, only because I can understand being obsessed, like, with a musical artist, and that's it. Okay, I love cute. that snitch.
3: I love that snitch.
1: I thought D was funny. Like, her banter when these guys were hitting on her, I thought was quick. Like, if someone said the things to me that uh, the actor and then Ed were saying, I feel like I'd be uncomfortable and not know how to react. And she always, thought, respond with, like, canned answers that I appreciated. Yeah, she was, like,
3: cute. Also, I mean
1: say it say a good thing
3: (laughs) relatively no but I guess one like you know flattering moment for her was when she was going on the walk with the actor and she was like not going to change her clothes because she didn't want to like look like she was trying too hard but like she did like put on like make everything else about her like look nicer than usual so that like she would look better but I just thought that was uh you know like just a cute girly moment she plucked her eyebrows (laughs) right exactly like things that he wouldn't necessarily notice but she's looking better
0: I thought Dee was an absolute terrorist, and <laughs> there was nothing redeeming. However, I feel like I most resonated with Ed because he was like a little bit just cynical at all times, and loved to cook. And I feel like if I had to be around those people at all time at all times, that cooking would be the only thing keeping me sane.
3: Yeah, I agree. Ed was a good character. And I mean, Karen had her moments, but then she also had bad moments. And I don't understand how, like, after a lifetime of turning down Vinod, who seems like a literal p like, now we're good and we're in love. And that just makes the ending, like, even harder.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That was like, we're stuck here.
3: Next to the rusted antique bathroom mirror in the writer's cottage is a framed James Baldwin quote, love the quote says love takes off masks that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within what does this quote mean to you and how does it relate to the book is
2: it a double entendre because they're talking about masks for half the book
3: yeah for sure and it's just a coincidence that that was the quote that was hanging in the cottage
1: nothing's a coincidence I no, but well, snitch. That's a good observation. It's like they have their literal masks that they can't take off because we're in a pandemic, and then they all have their figurative masks, where like everyone has an ego, where they're scared to be their true vulnerable selves because they have a chip on their shoulder. But like slowly, those masks emotionally get removed throughout the book, and like you get to see the development. So I really like I go that. With that one. I like
3: that what you said, <laughs> but that's like not what I got from the book. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like
2: Dana's just like morphing this book into what she wants it to be and not what it is. She's rewriting
3: it. I'm narrative. definitely trying. No, I'm sure that, like, that's, you know, somewhere deep down, like, that's something that's part of this book. Like, they're wearing masks and they're also, like, wearing masks. Um, and I just never read it that way. And so I would say that's, like, a failure on the author's part for not having me see it that way. You know? <laughs> Next Agreed. question. Couplings hookups crushes our country friends is full of desire <laughs> were there any romances or lustful encounters that were unexpected yeah I would say the hand job with the deer shampoo was there a pair you wish had gotten together if so who and why no I feel like everyone really like tried everyone yeah you know?
1: the, sh- the shower was yeah. the most disturbing and when she like so matter of factly told Sasha exactly what went down like weeks later after the actor had left, that was disturbing. No, I respected that.
2: It was just no, but like the way, the best way best policy.
1: No, yeah, but, like she literally said, there was a few times that he came in my hand. <laughs> like,
2: She was she, fucking a few dozen it.
1: times. She said,
2: so <laughs> "That's not possible."
0: See, like I said, they're not real. You guys, it literally started on the second day that they were there. Like, he pulled into the driveway. Like, it was late at night. So, like, it wasn't even a full day he was there. And the literal next day, sh- there was a hand job going down.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, just bizarre. It's just, like, I'm sorry. Like, they're artists, but they're not deaf, dumb, and blind. Like, how does this happen? No, yeah, because they're not real, right? They're not yeah, real. Right. It, was
3: too, uh, it was too unreal, honestly. It was too out there. Agreed two out there next question the actor falls hard for another out there storyline the actor falls hard for d after experiencing karen's apt true emotions do you believe in love at first sight what have been your experiences with finding the one when it comes to love do you believe in soulmates or serendipity or something else entirely
2: because this question doesn't apply to me i'll be right back <laughs> i have to get my glasses
3: i just like this question the even the book club questions like are fatiguing <laughs>
0: Please. I don't believe it love at first sight because that's not what happened the actor and D saw each other he had no not not a second thought about her would be fine to never see her face ever again and then all of a sudden this weird app convinced him that he needed to think otherwise and so clearly love at first sight doesn't exist and it's just this insecure man falling at the whim of whatever technology tells him
3: I I'm like fine with love at first sight because I do think that like you can see someone and like be have like such a mutual attraction but then you can get to know them and it sucks but also like the chances that you get to know them and you really connect and you can say you could chalk it up to love at first sight like we saw each other first but it's not necessarily like you knew that you would love their personality but you also happen to love their personality so I think that I believe, can happen. I believe in lust oh. at first sight of course Miss Kiz but love that's dramatic I think love at first sight can happen but it's like more so coincidental but also one of Books That I Love One Day in December by Josie Silver. I'll be coming back to that in a second. Is a book predicated on love at first sight. And like that it all that I believed in that. And I was here for that. And so I can roll with a love at first sight storyline. And this one was just not it. Especially like the technology like brainwashing you. It's just we have so much like far out technology already. Like please work within the existing framework. Like don't make us go elsewhere. You know. Agreed. next question when sasha first encounters the mysterious black pickup truck what did you think it was or what did it represent
1: Uh,
3: yeah i wasn't buying that part the whole time i thought it was like some like nazi who was coming to shoot up the place right that's like where they were taking us with it and then it's I just a, a big super fan of, of the actor,
1: actor. yeah yeah it, was
3: it a stalker was it a stalker of the actor is that i or, i think it, so. it was another unreal person someone who like comes every single night to watch them and watch the actor that's why he's coming and then he's watching the actor at the camp and the, the actor doesn't care or like feels scared or anything and then the actor gets in the car with him and then the, the stalker fan is like so profound and tells the actor how to get back on his feet like no, yeah. goodbye. That was the part
1: I did not like. I agree. That part was stupid.
3: It's yeah. So fucking stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, next question. The more we talk
0: about it, the more I'm remembering how fucking stupid it
3: all I is. agree. I agree. And also then also, also explain why the truck like went towards Karen and Natasha that time and then they called the police.
0: If it was just a super fan. Totally. But no, it wasn't the same truck. It wasn't the same oh, truck. Oh,
3: right, right, right. Right. Good point
1: i think the trucks oh, were all just a metaphor a for metaphor what? for like what bunch... trucking
3: through life
1: <laughs> like, like, trucking that through this
0: book <laughs> truckers for that yeah for With, Nat.
3: like was it a metaphor for how the truckers like put the pandemic on their backs was that what they were doing literally i think that's, <laughs> I think that's what it was i think it was like a, uh, a trucker appreciation moment <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think this book was a trucker appreciation book, a tab.
3: No, that would be a good book counts.
2: Yeah, I want to read a book about the truckers of the pandemic.
3: I agree, it and like be better than this. Yeah, and just like trucking through the country on like a solo mission. That actually could trucking be a good Trucking through the snow. That could be a good premise for a book. By the way It depends who's writing it Honestly Anything could be a good Premise for (laughs) a book Not this guy Not Gary Gary. (laughs) Not Gary We are not Gary girlies And I I don't think Anyone expected us to be And I I don't even think Gary would be offended To hear that (laughs) You know, he's, he's, he's probably Gary like, girlies. he's probably like, why did you guys read this book? <laughs> no,
2: literally. He's like, you're not my target audience. Like, I don't know. That's why you read the this. thing.
0: And Dana's husband, Josh, put it perfectly. He read the book, too. And he was just like, listen, like this book is for like middle aged women in a book club who are like in no. their 70s. Like, it's not.
3: <laughs> I don't think that it is. I
2: think so middle aged like... women
0: is in your 70s. Sorry, I think he just meant women in their 70s. No, I don't think not it's of women in their
3: 70s. Like, they want, they want liveliness. They want, like, fabulousness. They want action. I think this is for, like, pretentious millennials in their 20s and 30s.
1: I think it's for, like, artists and, in their 50s.
3: No, I think it's for, like, pretentious artists, millennials, like, and pe- only
0: people who live in New York City. I
3: yeah. can't imagine anyone outside of New York being interested in this Agreed. book. Okay, we...
0: Like, I feel like I'm sort of in that target audience. And like, that is that is us.
3: (laughs) No, we're not pretentious like that. I don't think we're
0: like artistic enough to fall into that category.
3: No, I wouldn't describe us as artistic.
0: I'm an artist.
3: (laughs) Okay, let's get painting
0: was a gift, Todd. (laughs)
3: Let's power through this. There are betrayals in this novel, but the biggest is between Sasha and Vinod involving the latter's manuscript. What does it say about their friendship that Vinod stayed after learning of Sasha's treacherous act? Quote, they continued to assemble for dinner, but a new quiet reigned, mostly brooding silence as the bungalow residents absorbed what their host had done against their most kindly member. Yeah, to me, this was unforgivable.
2: He had a nice setup, you know. Like, that can I, I can understand, back? but,
3: like, at least have a blow-up with Sasha. Like, at least force Sasha to, like, do something about it, to apologize, like, anything. He just was like,
1: meh. Yeah. Okay. He, he, like, like hit him he, once what... and then offered to, like, replenish the champagne he broke.
3: <laughs> right. Oh, I don't even remember. Now It
1: becomes, it's coming back to me that he hit him and he, like, broke the table. I, yeah, I think he just wanted to stay with Karen and that outweighed his betrayal.
3: The weak. weak. That's Weak. This person, so like, ruined the trajectory of your life. You can go home now. And also, like, Karen's got a plane, and she's got probably homes all over. Let's go somewhere else. Agreed.
0: 100%. Oh, yeah. What she was, is
3: like, she doing there? Like, when you she have... was like,
2: I can have someone come fly us to Korea in two minutes. I was like, bitch, why? Then go.
3: <laughs> like, go. why are you choosing to stay with Sasha? Sasha's, like, the worst man on the planet. <laughs> yeah, Sasha's. I, awful. I, I don't understand the, the choice here. Next question. Sasha muses that there's a Russian term, krustista, meaning to spin around, to spin around from one thing to another, trying to make ends meet. That's the human condition for most of us. What do you think of this observation, passion, regret, mortality? In this novel, which themes about the human condition
1: moved you?
3: I...
2: I'm not understanding the question.
1: I don't think that's the human condition. Like, get a stable job, and then you don't have to spin your wheels from one thing to the next. Like, have some stability. And I feel like the generic answers are, like, love and friendship, but I actually was most smitten with, like, human adaptability in this book. They were there, and then immediately, like... stopped remembering what normal life was supposed to like and be like and settled into their new roles so quickly and easily like they were in the country with their adult friends living in a house and like not subsisting in any normalcy or working and they just accepted it blindly and like no one ever had that oh my god like what is happening to us moment of the pandemic that I felt every day
3: yeah I feel like for me the only theme that like I that resonated for me is the one of mortality when it came to like the node like yeah. realizing that he was dying um, and just like going through the process of death like I feel like that had a lot of impact like I felt I was on the journey with him whereas other times I was not on the journey. That's a good one.
0: I agree with both of you. Great. I actually mostly agree with snitch <laughs> <laughs> that you don't understand the question
3: yeah okay what do you think of the ending of our country friends if you could suggest an alternate ending what would it be yeah i mean what made this book like just the cherry on top of the shit sunday was the fact that the most likable character died and the alternate ending that i would have liked which was i thought what was happening was when they were on the panel demoderating and Vinod had published his book, like he obviously survived and like became a huge star. And like that's what I would have liked to see.
0: Okay, so did that happen or not? Okay. This is what I'm saying about the hypothetical situations confusing me. I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think that Vinod and Karen hooked up, but that was real. And then all of a sudden there's a panel that's not real. So I hated the ending. I can't believe he died. And then all of a sudden Nat gets adopted.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, was so screwed up. They are now co-parenting that because Karen's saving them from bankruptcy. And that's a justifiable concession. You can have my daughter because you're bailing us out of a money hole. Well, actually, because <laughs> like, I was... legal, illegal.
3: Yeah. I was thinking, like, why would Karen even bail them out? First of all, she could get, like, a nice house anywhere. She's going to wind up building her own house on the property. Like, Karen should be sticking up for Vinod, who, again, like, when are we going to talk about this betrayal? Yeah. And... If I were Karen, like, I would say, like, thank you and goodbye to Sasha and Masha. But I guess she loves Natasha. Also, Sasha, Masha, and Natasha. Um, So she wants in still. And I guess she made it worth her while. Like, she loves Natasha. And she's going to take her for her own. And also, it seemed like Natasha was thriving under Karen's tutelage. So maybe it's what was best for Nat.
0: I can't believe that Karen would go back to that property. Even if she's going to build up a house the the sheer memory and association with what went down there the betrayal the craziness the app the death of her loved friend Mm -hmm. crazy town that she would willingly put her stake in the ground there
3: yeah another element of the book that I really liked and I think one of the human conditions that is touched on that I think the author does a really good job, but also because he's speaking from personal experience, is the immigrant experience. And also all of the um, all of the members of the house come from different backgrounds, I believe. But like Dee is from this country, but all of them come from different countries mostly. And they share like how that's like shaped their worldview and shaped like their experience and just how they even relate to one another. So I feel like the author really hit the nail on the head with that. But it also forged like a deeper bond between Nat and Karen and even like the sharing of different terms and like Karen teaching Natasha like more Korean even us like learning different like Russian terms and I feel like as like Russian as Ashkenaz Jews like a lot of the terms like we already did know probably but I also was reading it like oh I know this word like le-had, like she's lighting the candles but if I didn't
0: know that I would be like what am I reading no yeah I know the two and I still was like Lahadlik Nair oh I was like oh Lahadlik Nair we're good <laughs> yeah yeah but like that gives
3: us that gave us like a leg up imagine like if you didn't even know those terms so I feel it like a
0: 99% of the book I also did not understand so I'm right, right where we started I think he right. has a big I wish
1: Jewish you... following this author got it got it I wish
3: like they would have I guess I could have clicked on any word in, in my Kindle and like gotten a definition but I do wish like for any of the like the uh terms that they were using sometimes they would describe what it meant but a lot of times they just would like move on as if the reader knew what it meant and some of them I I didn't like a lot of the Russian words so
0: I will say I learned so much new vocabulary while reading there were so many words I had no idea about that I pressed and looked at the definition via my kindle And it was quite eye-opening. I I won't say I remembered all of them, like, to incorporate in a sentence of my own, but it was helpful.
3: Yeah. I like that. Like, I like to sometimes, like, if I read a word that, you know, then I'm like, what is this? And the definition is just like, oh, that's a great word. Like, that's what I like to highlight. And I'm like, I should incorporate this word into my everyday life.
0: Like milieu. Milieu.
3: Like milieu. You guys are my milieu. Right?
0: Love that. (laughs)
3: okay now it's time for the redhead eyes. questions we got so many great questions and a lot of hate mail from you guys so <laughs>
1: let's jump right in first up Dana how could you do this to me question mark in the words of the actor what doesn't kill you makes you stronger
3: okay I feel like we're really going <laughs> easy on you honestly
1: anyway you so <laughs> question <laughs>
3: yeah I do <laughs> Did anyone Let's else take
0: it up a notch, ladies? Did
3: anyone else start to feel physically sick while reading Vinod's Fever Dreams? I start to feel nauseous just thinking about it. I suppose that's a sign of great writing, but I'll pass, LOL.
1: Don't worry, I will still always be a Dana Stan. Oh, thank you. I love those fever dreams. I thought they were, like, miraculously written. I really felt what? as if I was, like, dreaming. I thought they captured what it feels like to have a fever dream. Like, it was blurring the lines between reality and fantasy. I I felt too anxious and nauseous reading it because it was just, like, very powerful in my opinion. <laughs> I'm speechless.
0: Like... Dana, I think you're, like, under some trap. Like, you have to be. She's getting like, kickbacks. Literally, Gary, like, has, like, you, like, handcuffed to a bed Gary's bit right
3: actually. Now. Gary's in the other yeah. room. Yeah. With Josh. He's, like, saying nice Josh things. is
1: tied up, and if I don't speak well, <laughs> he's going to kill him by the
3: end of the
0: episode. <laughs>
3: now it makes sense. Something is <laughs> off with you. Blink once if you need help. Today's episode of The Redheads is also brought to you by Shelf Savvy. Get the books you love at the price you love. Shelf Savvy searches for the best book deals so you don't have to. Discover premium deals you won't find anywhere else. Not only does Shelf Savvy offer amazing deals on eBooks, but unlike other online book sale sites, Shelf Savvy has paperback and hardcover books, so you can save on books no matter how you like to read. Discounts on print books are always 45% off or more. And for ebook lovers, get your favorite reads for less than $4. Plus, you can add a book to your watch list to make sure that you always get the books on your TBR at the best price. Just add the books you want to read to your watch list, and Shelf Savvy will alert you when it goes on sale, so you never miss a book deal again. Spend less money, read more books, it's that easy. Get fresh deals every day at Shelf Savvy. Visit ShelfSavvy.com to learn more and sign up today. It's great for catching up on Redhead's Reads, and you'll get an email when one of our books goes on sale, which is a great way to make sure you're kept up with our books, recent Redhead book deals found on Shelf Savvy include Claudia's Book at 45% off, The Four Winds at 52% off, The Good Sister is 56% off, and A Slow Fire Burning is 50% off. New deals are added da- daily, so visit shelfsavvy.com to learn more and sign up today okay next question I love reading your books every month and follow through with my commitment always but this month's book was as we all know just not it I'm still struggling to finish it and I'm going to listen to the podcast but my question is should I really use my time to finish it or just move on
2: absolutely not immediately no well here's
3: the thing I'm in the middle of a book right now that I don't like but it depends what percentage that you're at if you're at 20% don't finish it if you're at 50 at least for me and like my OCD and also just like wanting to hit my reading goals like I would hate to waited. Wasted all that time and like not even get to like check off a book from my list so don't read it because it's good or bad like read it based on like can you do you need it for your reading goal and what percentage are you at so I would say if you're at 50 just keep going and you know like you can pull a snitch and just read the quotes (laughs) okay next question why did this group of friends continue to stay together to stay friends after high school what kept them together as opposed to growing apart
1: Vinod loved Karen Karen needed her pre-fame roots to ground her Sasha was a loser who couldn't make new friends in life after the success of his first book think just history yeah yeah
0: I think I didn't really question the validity of their friendship yeah. I question just everything about them as human beings
3: yeah I agree next up what was Dana smoking when she picked this book
1: I want some <laughs> Dana what was it I think we should go to the second part of her question about in all seriousness
3: Oh, oh yes, in all seriousness <laughs> that is the second part. In all seriousness, I cannot wrap my head around why Sasha put the tea the sandals box with the book in that gopher or woodchuck hole. It was a groundhog. I, out of all the places on his compound, that's where he chose. Do you guys have any ideas as to why he thought this was rational? I can't get over
1: it. It was temporary. He was going to throw it out. And then when he was on his way to the garbage, he had a change of heart and was like, I can't actually toss it. Let me temporarily put it in this hole. And then he came back to it a few hours later. But at that point, Karen had already discovered it and it was gone. So I think it was just like a logistical error yeah i mean sasha was a madman so i don't
0: try and like see reason
3: in anything that he does
0: i mean are we ever gonna address what the fuck is wrong with sasha how sick is he like why have we not taken him to a doctor at any point why
3: was he coughing the whole time like i'm sorry this is a book about covid someone coughs they have covid like but he didn't because no one else got it so it was really his
1: acid reflux i think that was just them like expecting the reader to be on edge the whole time about when he was going to get covid and then it's like surprise it's the actor who has it not him it was like an annoying literary technique to like keep us on our toes god it. it didn't it
3: keep didn't me on my toes it just right. made me feel like you guys are so silly like send sasha out for a test done he's coughing
0: and you're freaking out about and everything and also, else. Like, they're talking about like how like emaciated he is and mm-hmm. like how ill he looks and like how he's like so like s- like sullen and it just like okay he's clearly sick like even if it's not covid that, he needs to see a doctor like there's something deeper happening yeah yeah i agree
3: oh, next question i'm curious to hear which of the characters each of you like least and if it changed as you read the book liked least sasha sorry oh, i didn't have to I think begin? about it sorry sasha yeah sasha, justice for masha sasha yeah
1: masha in also, the beginning i was like oh this bitch with all of her rules but i ended up liking her
3: yeah, I liked her too. She also was giving, like, Masha from Nine Perfect Strangers vibes, so that's what I kept yeah. um, envisioning. Also, for those of you who had read lots of Russian literature, do you think that this book has the same characteristics? I think that Steingard was trying to create a modern version of the classical Russian literature but was having a, by having a large cast of characters and a character-driven plot. I don't think it was a coincidence that he used Russian protagonists. I love a good Russian classic, but it just not, did not have the same effect was not for me. So have any of you read any Russian classics, Dana? No. I haven't. No. I have not. <laughs> no. Me neither, so I can't speak to that. Okay, last right had question. I may be one of the few that actually enjoyed this book, but I thought it was an interesting character study in how we perceive, respond, and interact with others depending on our lived experiences, prejudices, and past trauma. I'm happy that Dana
1: has an ally. Thank God. Thank you for saving this for last <laughs>
3: Yes. What is one experience that has changed your perspective of the world around you? I actually will go first because for me like uh, now like giving birth and being a mom like has completely changed the way I see so many things and I'm not going to get into like all of the different ways but that is something that like if, if I had gotten this question a year ago I don't know how I would have responded but now it's like it's totally changed like my premise and so many things.
1: Anyone else? I was going to say when I saw Amy Schumer in August 2014 at the Comedy Cellar for the first time, but yours is way more impactful. No, I mean, things, you never know
3: what's going to just make a big impact
1: on you. Yeah, that would just set off like a chain reaction for an obsession that has extended a decade now. Yeah, but that's how it started. I thought it started with those Snapchat. It did. It was a combo. I saw her at the Cellar. I was like, she's funny. Kind of put it out of my mind. Saw her on the Snapchat app. And I was like, wait, this is that hilarious bitch from the Comedy Cellar. And then I went on my deep dive. Got it. That did change
3: your life, honestly, because now you spend every weekend trying to find Amy Schumer.
1: <laughs> Correct.
3: <laughs> Anyone else? Life-changing experience? Counts?
2: I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have, like, a life-changing experience. Like, there's so many people I'm obsessed with, but they're not – it wasn't, like, a life-changing experience.
3: Yeah, no, not, don't listen to Dana's yeah. answer, but just like an experience that like maybe something happened or you did something that like then changed the way you saw other things because you experienced it like for yourself or, you know, something wasn't the way you thought it was going to be.
2: I don't have an answer. I guess this is also
3: a very personal question, honestly. Yeah, like our dad died. Yeah, that changed my life. Oh, that'll do it. That's a really good <laughs> answer. That'll counselor. do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's the kind of thing that they're looking for here.
0: <laughs> and I was going to say I had to move to Michigan for a job. That's a big yeah. I think that definitely changed quite a bit about just like how I perceive my relationship with friends and distance from family and the importance of those relationships.
3: That is a really good
0: answer. Thank you so much.
3: Okay, next it's time for the moral of the story. Um, Anyone want to take a stab at it? For me, it was Dana is fallible.
2: (laughs) For me, it was do not
0: read. (laughs) Rebecca for me
3: it is <sighs> and then we'll hear what it actually is For Dana
0: I like can't I don't have the words for me it's silence yeah is <laughs> golden from all of these freaks
1: silence speaks volumes I can... Dana what's the moral in a last-ditch effort to save myself I'm gonna say form over content I loved it for its writing. I agree. The plot was flawed.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: Now, please stop talking.
2: About
3: this? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're almost there. And by the way, so next is usually the Hollywood treatment. But honestly, there's just like too many characters. And like, I personally don't care. If there was anyone who you saw as someone the whole time, please share. For me, it was Masha as Masha from Nine Perfect Strangers. Other than that, um, No.
0: For me, the actor was James Franco. Oh, that's good. good one.
3: That is good. Anyone else? Like No imagery was
1: was
0: conjured.
3: Nat wasn't Billy Eilish for you? <laughs> you Nat
1: <know?
3: laughs> <That> was BTS. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh also like shout out to bts like so much free press yeah. also learning that bts like what it actually stood for that was kind of interesting she was like the girl in the class didn't know like how do you not know i'm like i'm a pop culture expert i didn't know wait either. i don't
1: remember what does it stand for i don't remember no. but she told us <laughs> it stands for two things and like i it. forgot she
0: told us but one of them was like bittersweet like yeah there was two but one of them it didn't even say it wasn't even bts it was like bbs and i was like where's the t yeah
3: okay no one of them is bang tan boys so yeah. like bang tan bt and then s and then the other one is bang tan sonya noden and then the I'm other seeing. one which means bulletproof boy scouts So it means, like, a lot of stuff, I guess. Anyways, that was interesting. Interesting factoid. Thanks, Nat. Now it is time for our overall rating of the book. Dana,
1: let's start with you. I gave it a 3.7. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Rebecca? I was going to give it a a 3, but I... What? As we've spoken about it, I hated it so much more than I realized. And so I think I'll give it a 2.5. Okay.
3: I'm giving it a 1. Fuck yeah. you, snitch. I gave it a 1 on Goodreads, but it, like it I hate to be so negative. So I'm going to give it a 1.5. Thank you it's, so again, much. I thought you
0: were going to say, but I would hate to give it a 1. So I'll give it a 0.
3: <laughs> like, I just, um, I'm giving it a pity 0. 0.5 just because like, it's someone like, he took, obviously, a lot of time to write this book.
0: <laughs> Clearly, he didn't. Like, It's still happening. Like, the pandemic's still happening. Like, it didn't take him that long.
3: Yeah. So, our overall Redheads reading for Our Country Friends by Gary Scheingart is a 2.175. That, that feels t- right. Seems fair. <laughs> that,
1: That's right. That feels right.
3: That does feel right, honestly, because that feels, like, high yeah. for me, and it feels low for Dana.
1: Yes. I think it, in the twos is fair. Great.
3: That concludes our recap of this book. I'm so glad. What's so funny is like, this was our least favorite book ever yet. This is about to be our longest episode ever. I guess we had to talk about everything else. Yeah, no, but also like the more we dislike something the more room for discourse there is, I guess. Now let's talk about the other books that we read this month. Snitch, did you read anything? I finally finished the simple wild series. Tell us
0: everything.
3: We've been waiting for the update
0: um
2: it's really really cute oh, fuck let me re- try and remember so it I read the second and the third book there's a fourth book but that's about that girl Maria remember like the vet who was in love with um the main guy yeah that's really like I, bleak yeah I didn't read the fourth I have like no desire to care um but they end up like moving to this like place in alaska and like literally build like this like crazy ranch living like on this like idyllic lake like just like loving life but then they start fighting because like she's not loving alaska but like they like got married or whatever and um they're like having a hard time with it and he jonah's like you like aren't really like giving what you need and they were like gonna break up but then they realize like whatever it's a whole thing then she gets pregnant and it's really cute um and they live happily ever after, and she like builds this like whole life in this like little town in Alaska.
3: How does she find joy in Alaska though? Because it sounds like she was like just like her mom, but then she made a different choice.
2: Yeah, so she really held on to that like I'm my mom sort of thing, and that was kind of hindering her really like accepting mm. Alaska. She and then accept. once like he kind of called her out on it, she was like. Yeah, so she was self sabotaging, but she like built this life. Like she had these like neighbors that she like became friends with. She got involved like in the like town committee. She started a garden, like this like whole thing. One of her I neighbors like who like um was like a real dick or whatever. Um, she like became her best friend and is not. And it was just it was really wholesome. It was lovely, and I really enjoyed reading it. And her and Jonah are really fucking cute. Oh, and Jonah like onto a car crash again, so it was like a whole thing. Got it.
3: And what car they crash? P- plane crash. What did they do for work?
2: he's a pilot
3: no but like where did he oh, work? oh and, sorry
2: she got a ginormous settlement from her father and um they started another charter company with their own okay. planes because they have a hangar on their property
3: good you love a happy ending why couldn't that be in the original book because like that sounds like a book i want to read <laughs> yeah no it was good great bex did you read
0: anything i did i read golden girl oh my god yay remember jack yes because Jackie's been wanting me to read this forever so when I was on when I was on vacation I read Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrand it was so cute and such a good read and just like all of the wholesome things that I needed for a fabulous book read so I really loved it thanks for that rec Jack I'm so glad I guess I would give it a 4.5 I mean a four out of five great that's fair that's fair And then I read a Dana's Choice. Um, It wasn't as horrific as this one. (laughs) I read Minor Indignities, which was super good. Yeah, I read that too. What do you think, Jackie? You know,
3: like I just the whole time I was, I actually recommended it to Dana because Kristen's husband Pete recommended it to me. And the whole time I was reading it, I was like, Dana needs to read this because I know she would like it. And I thought it was like well written and like had really good elements, but it was a little too pretentious for me. Just a little
0: correct. And again, I asked for a beach read and this is what I was given and it was so not a beach She's read. She's obviously that I kind never of been to the beach it the whole time. She's
3: never been to the beach.
0: Yeah, it was like dreary cold weather college antics, which is the exact opposite of what I wanted to read about. Like I needed a coconut and I needed like a little Nantucket energy and that was what was brought to me via Golden Girl. Yeah. So those were kind of polar opposite ends of the spectrum, but it was a good two months of, of books. Nice. It was just Jane, the I right imagine... amount of
1: pretentious for me.
3: <laughs> oh, for sure. That's clearly your vibe. <laughs> I imagine you read a lot of books, so I'm just going to share what I read quickly. I read, before I gave birth, I read this book called Made in Manhattan, M-A-D-E, by Lauren Lane. It was just like a cute rom com book, um about a romance in Manhattan you know like an enemies to lovers situation it was really it was just like a little too light I would say I rated it at a three on Goodreads but it's been living as a two in my mind because I like like threes you know I just don't think they're like that great but they're enjoyable this was just like too slow and there wasn't any substance but sometimes you want that and you like that so I would recommend that for this situation actually a two feels really low a two and a half I'll give it And then also I started the book, what is it called, one second, One Night on the Island by Josie Silver because Josie Silver wrote One Day in December, which is like one of my favorite snitch's choice type books. So I just assumed this one would be good. I think I've been reading it for over a month now. As of last night, I decided to just power through it. I was inspired by our country friends just to like read really quickly and just get to the end of it. So now I'm at like 65% and I will be finishing it because I don't want to, you know, lose this uh, book for my reading goal. Um, But it's really not good and it's really, really slow and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone um, at all. And that's really frustrating because I only have so much time on my hands and I'm spending it reading this book and our country friends. And like please just send me a book recommendation for something that's really good but not too
1: triggering. Thank you. Dana? If it's any consolation, the books I've read this past month are some of the best books I've ever read. That comes with a real uh, trigger warning because – I think maybe my taste is not the same as Well, here's people's. the thing. You you rated Our Country Friends a 3.5.
3: If any book that you've rated a 3.5, I wouldn't r- take fair, as a recommendation fair, from fair, fair.
1: So I think we're fair. safe. Okay. I, what well, did you read? I, I started also with Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrandt. So funny. I really liked it. I gave it a 3.6 so that it was cute and a quick read and very A+. Then I read Know My Name by Chanel Miller, which is the Stanford, Stanford, um, rape case. It's like a yeah. memoir yeah with Brock Turner it was like Mm -hmm. all over the news and this is her memoir in it it was incredible everyone's been telling me to read it for years and I kind of disregarded it because I don't I like prefer fiction but it was worth Uh it it was incredible I gave it a 4.4 so well written such a impactful story definitely like be aware that you're about to read about sexual assault before you started but very good then I read American Past yeah so good everyone should read it um, then I read American Pastoral by Philip Roth. I gave that a 4.5, which is also high for me, but I would not recommend it if you did not like our country friends, because it's a similar, boring, well-written long vibe, but I adored it. And yeah, I don't think this I is read... a Philip Roth sort of group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we don't I think read we it. Know but that I much loved about it. ourselves. <laughs> if you liked our country yeah, if friends. You know me, if you liked our country friends, read American Pastoral. And then I read The World According to Garp by John Irving. I gave that a 4.8, one of the best books I have ever read. Have not stopped thinking about it. My mom notified me thereafter that it's also a movie with Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. So I watched that immediately after. Didn't rise to the glory of the book, but still a cute movie. Amazing book. Loved it so much and that was it wow and it's just like why didn't we choose that I know for it was really long and like I actually am not confident that we would have loved it as a group because it's not like perfect for a book club setting but for your own leisure reading like I thought it was wonderful
3: okay 610 pages yeah I don't think that, yeah. that would
1: have been yeah yeah like it's girls. not a book club pick but like on your own time if read it it's so good okay Thank you so much for that. Now, before we let
3: you guys go, we're going to let you know what the next book that we're reading is. Thank it's a God, Snitch's choice, which is always the antidote to a Dana's choice. Yes, yes. Snitch, yes. what are we reading?
2: I'm really excited about this one because it has really good ratings like everywhere that I've looked. I mean, I guess so did our country friend. So maybe we take that with a grain so of salt. So
0: did Red, White, and Royal Blue.
2: Okay. This one's called All Roads Lead Here. Roads, R-H-O-D-E-S by Mariana Zapata. Um, It's kind of simple wild vibes-ish like uh, high level. This woman, you know, gets a divorce and moves to the mountains. And yeah,
3: the cover looks all. like Simple Wild. Yeah,
2: but I think it's a bit more mature. Um, and I've just heard good things, so I'm really excited. And I hope we like it.
3: And it has a 4.4 on Goodreads and mm-hmm. has 46,000 ratings. So wow. that's a recipe for success. And if it's not a good book, then you know we'll 46,000 all... people have bad taste. Then we'll all just come after you, Snatcher. That's just that's what fine. will happen. But you could handle it, okay? We've all mm-hmm. been there.
0: We've all been there.
3: Yeah. So thank you guys so much for another wonderful episode. I'm so glad we have the girls back together. Thank you to the Redheads for powering through with us. You know, that's the beauty of this book club. Like no one has read the books that we're choosing. And we're all getting out of our comfort zones. And I think that that's important. So I'm going to let you guys go. It is so late. I have so much to do. So love you all so much. We will see you next month for Snitch's Choice. Love Love you. Love you. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.